can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. It's Heather here on Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. And I'm Rudy. I have an amazing guest with us today who emailed in a listener question. I'm going to let him introduce himself, his company, and what he does, and then we'll move on from there. So, guest, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Yeah, my name is Pete Newitt, and uh, we have a pool business in Indianapolis, Indiana, Diversified Pool Pros. Cover pretty much everything with in-ground residential swimming pools except for plaster and tile. Do a lot of liner replacements, a lot of automatic cover work, service about 150 pools a week as far as weekly service and chemical treatments go. Do some rehab work, no new construction for the most part, and obviously replace a lot of mechanicals, you know, pumps, filters, heaters, that kind of thing, openings, closings. So cover the gamut within ground pools. Awesome. Yeah. As you know, Indianapolis is totally different from Texas. Like we don't open and close pools here versus you do. So it's nice to get a perspective on that aspect of the business, because that's something that I don't know anything about. I mean, I, I know the relative of how to do it right, but not the proper way of how to do it because I don't do it all day, every day. So love yeah, we're the gearing perspective. Up for that now we've got a lot, a lot ahead of us in the next couple of months. I Just bet you start. Do you start closing down pools in September? Yeah, surprisingly enough, I think it's 90 Monday. I don't know what it is today, but it's sunny and hot, and we have three <laughs> to do this Friday here. So, yeah. People, oh, so they're doing it early. Yeah, there are people that really get with it. Um, right after Labor Day, the kids are back in school, and they're kind of done with it. But obviously, mm. October is a huge month for us. We're slammed the whole month of October, and then we're yeah. still closing pools sometimes early December. I worked up in the Northeast in New Jersey and Long Island for a long time in the industry. And I remember too well the rush that comes at Labor Day. Well, we do more than 150. Those are just weekly customers mm -hmm. that we deal with. I got Closings we do in around about 300. Usually there's somewhere around three crews that close pools. There's three crews that are on that the entire month of October. And then after that, awesome. it's kind of hit and miss. Right. Well, I'm going to read you the email that he sent us so you can have an idea of what we're going to be talking about for this episode. So, Pete, I'm just going to start from the beginning, um, and he's giving me permission to kind of read it word for word. I only took off his contact information, obviously, for security reasons. Y'all can message us, and we can get you in contact unless he wants to share it. That's his choice <laughs> um, for that. So. His email states, I just found your podcast about a week ago and started listening to old episodes. Super impressed with the information. I have many takeaways from the episodes. I operate a service company in Indianapolis that mostly does weekly service on pools. We service 150 pools a week. We also do a lot of liner replacement business, auto cover work, and replacement of mechanicals. I've been in the industry for a little over 40 years. I was born in the industry much like any others. My parents own a retail pool business. They covered retail chemical cells, in-ground building, above-ground pool cells, gas log, and fireplace cells. I started my company with 
my wife of 22 years ago. It has been challenging, but rewarding. We are always in the hunt for product that makes our job easier and our pools better for our customers. So I've contacted Blu-ray about, sim- about sampling their product. I have a lot of concerns about the product claims. It seems to be too good kind of true product. Like many I have tried in the past, the magic bean doesn't live up to the hype, but we are going to give it a shot anyways. So the reason for this email, they are sending us a couple of samples, which should arrive tomorrow. I need to pick a couple of pools to use on it. My dilemma is that we will start closing pools here in about a month. So I have a very short time to assess the product. What are your thoughts on how to, how this should approach in the last two months? How do I get a really good feeling for this product? What benefits or the product on our pools? Is there some specific change in the pools that we should be looking for? I think those are great questions. And I think you're right. Right now at this point in time with a month left in the season, I think if you put it in a pool, the Blu-ray XL, you're not going to be able to fairly assess the true value of this product. 30 days, the water's getting colder, the temp's getting colder, people aren't swimming in the pools. It's really at a point where it's kind of dying off now anyway. Not that there's not a benefit having it in the water. It's just in what you're going to be able to see. I think you'd really get a better idea of how well this works for you if you waited to do such a trial till the beginning of the season. Uh, At that point, I understand you probably want to have more of these on hand to put in more pools. Well, maybe that's something that you might have to wrestle with up until we get to that point. But the way this product works is in using metals, copper, silver, and zinc, it destroys algae cells and it destroys bacteria cells. The way it does this, all heavy metals, lice, bacteria, lice, algae cells. It basically, it causes the membrane to disrupt it and allows it to spill its gut. So it kind of all oozes out. Sounds kind of gross. You won't notice it. You won't see it. Algae is microscopic. So this is all just going to be going on behind the scenes. The use of heavy metals in pool care is not new. I know you know there's metallic algicides out there. They've been out there for a long time. What is new is the combination of copper, silver, zinc, all in one product, and the delivery method and the fact that this is double chelated so that way there's much, much less of a risk of staining in the pool when you're using the products. Copper inhibits photosynthesis. It cuts down on the algae's ability to feed itself. Black algae, we know that cyanobacteria is a photosynthetic bacteria, so it does also use photosynthesis, so it will help you there. Silver, zinc interfere with reproduction and then also the DNA of the bacteria or the algae cells. So you really get a one, two, three punch with this product. That's the magic pill. Another issue we could use some advice on testing for metals. We service several pools that we use well water for top off through the summer, for top offs through the summer. We have struggled finding a good method for testing specific metals in the water, copper, iron, and anything else. We measure TDS weekly and use suppression products to keep the TDS down below 1,000 parts per million. But we would really like a more accurate way to know what metals we are dealing with in the water when an issue comes up. What are your thoughts on a field test kit for metals? FYI, we use a Taylor test kit now. 
We test for chlorine, combined chlorine, pH, total alkalinity, cyanuric, calcium, hardness, and phosphates. Any thoughts would be appreciated. Thanks so much, Pete. I like the Taylor test kits also. I also like Lamott and Hawk. But if you're a big fan of Taylor, let's stick with that. I'm going to give you the two that I use. For copper, I use Taylor's K1738 copper test. It can measure a it can measure a level from 0.2 parts per million all the way up to three parts per million. I also like their iron test kit, which is the Taylor K1716 iron test, also a reagent test. For other metals, it's just kind of hit and miss as towards what's available and from who it's available from. Not everybody has everything. Sometimes I even go into specific test kits or even strips sometimes for water treatment for municipalities to test a wider range of metals so that way I can check for everything that I could possibly run into in a given area. The best way to figure out what metals you need to test for is to pull up your municipality's water report to see what contaminants they list in the water and then that will give you the listing of all the different metals that you may encounter. What are your thoughts as far as the two good kind of true? What did they tell you versus what do you think it's going to do versus what it's actually going to do? Well, my understanding is um, it should reduce the amount of chlorine usage. Um, so we shouldn't need as much to keep to stay in that one to three parts per million range. That and then a lot of the other things were all about reducing scum lines, easier to clean the pool, not as much brushing needed, that kind of stuff, which I feel like is probably a little more long term, something, you, you know, that would need uh, a month or two maybe to determine that. That's my understanding is what it is supposed to do. Right. So with the Blu-ray, it's, it uses copper, silver, and zinc. So it's the blend of those materials with the cleaning agents and the suppressions that go inside of that that's designed to use for the modifier that they're telling you. So that's where it starts to reduce that chemical oxygen demand, right? That COD demand. It's supposed to help aid in removing everything that you said. And I, I have personally used the Blu-ray XL. With the Blu-ray, I know like it negatively um, charges particles in the water. And whenever you have those negative charged particles, that can be like your organic, your inorganic, and your phosphates, right? That's where that's where our most issues come from. And when we start the oxidation process, happens like that chlorine breakdown, allowing less free chlorine to be available in the pools, Blu-ray XL. Being able to keep that oxidation level at the higher, because of the oxidation levels is still up higher, contaminants down lower. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Unless a pool is going to be staying open for a month before you can you can test their product, right? Blu-ray XL. It's a long-term effect. It's not It's not a short-term effect. It doesn't clog the filter. That's what I like about it. The particles bond with the contaminants making a larger flock is basically what's happening inside. And the insulation on that's very easy. You just pop it into the pump or the skimmer basket and then the, the minerals get added, you know, as, as it's filtering through the system. The only thing that I will always tell my clients for, like if I put these in, Always check for your copper weekly using more copper, silver, and zinc. So because of that, you're actually inducing it into the water. So every week would be a test for that. Like I mentioned before, one of the benefits here is that Blu-ray XL double chelates their product. So there is much, much, much less risk 
of a degradation reaction with copper in a lot of products. If you were to, let's say, broadcast CalHypo, copper in the water, you could see that you get a blackish, blotchy stain on the walls and floors of the pool. That's cupric oxide. But again, much less risk here with the Blu-ray XL. In fact, I've not yet had it happen. That should filter out in about, you know, 72 hours, give or take, you know, every pool is different. And then if it doesn't, you can just pop, pop on um, alum on side of the brown and it should pull that, pull that stain right out. And that was some of my question is pools that we do have metal issues with, how this is going to react with that. And I talked to Chris for a little bit about it because mm-hmm. um, we do run see uh, laters. In a, right. decent, in a fair amount of our pools. Um, obviously, like I said, we're using sequestering ages. And he felt like uh, the answer to that was to not treat the pools we'll see you later while you're using the Blu-ray. Correct. Yeah, um, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, I totally agree with Heather and Chris on this one. You don't want to add a metallic aldehyde to the water and then follow with a product to remove metals from the water. It's just counterproductive. You're going to be wasting your money. It's going to cancel it out. I also wouldn't add a metallic aldehyde to a body of water that already had a lot of metals in it. I mean, dependent upon the type, but if you have a pool that already has a high copper level in it, there's no point in adding an copper aldehyde to it. You're only going to increase the amount of copper in that body of water. And we do have one part per million maximum that we want to adhere to. So I don't want to send it over the edge. Too, too, too high of a copper level is going to make the pool more prone to staining no matter what you do. It's also a health risk. We like to stick within the EPA's guidelines. And again, that one part per million max, stay below that number and you're good to go. So maybe in those pools with a higher copper level, this isn't the right product for that. For your other pools that have low to no copper, then yes, Blu-ray XL all day. If you don't test for metals prior to treating those algicides, you're just going to come across more issues. Right. Right. So uh, that that's where I feel like, you know, there's some tricky areas here with the Blu-ray. Once you understand the pool's reaction to each product, then you can know which ones you can do that with versus which ones you can't. Right. Yeah. So that way you're not wasting a lot of time and energy on pools that don't. And, and you may find that this is going to lower your cost of chemistry, right? The whole point of this is, so A, it's an upsell for your homeowner, and you're going to keep your costs the same on the weekly service side. And you should be pocketing more money because you should be using less chemistry because of the way that it's designed. Your chlorine That's use, the rather. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I personally like the product. I love it here in Texas. It works well. So, and I know you're in a different market than I am. So hopefully you have the same result that we do because Blu-ray has been a great product for for us as well. We've had it in two pools for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So pretty hard to say, but, you know, the chlorine use is pretty low. One's a covered Uh pool, one's an uncovered pool. Um, so we'll, I guess we're keeping a close eye on them. They won't close up until October sometime. So we'll see, we'll figure out what we can between now and then. Okay. Perfect. So, okay. well, Pete, I hope I've answered everything and I appreciate you coming on the show and I appreciate the question. Good. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening and we will talk next time. Have a great day. All right. See you. Thanks. You're welcome, Pete.
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 